we're going to have a discussion today that I think is a little more accessible, and it's really, really, really interesting. Um, it's kind of spacey, kind of, kind of deals with a planet and a moon and, and Earth, and it's really interesting. The question we're asking is about the possibility of life on other planets or moons, um, which is always a lot of fun. Um, so the question we're asking or attempting to answer today is, could there be an ice shell that is capable of supporting life on one of the moons orbiting Jupiter? Maybe. This is really interesting. We're chatting with Riley Kohlberg, who is a geophysicist who studies the near-surface hydrology of, uh, hydrology of ice sheets and glaciers and the lead author of this study. Riley, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So when we take a look at this, and we'll talk about the moon in a minute, but first, the research here is actually based on research that's being done on Earth, right? They, they work very, very closely together. Yes, absolutely. All of the data that we look at, in fact, from this paper is from our own Greenland ice sheet. Okay, so you're taking a look at the Greenland ice sheet, and what happens? You, you, you see this phenomena on the Greenland ice sheet, then say, hey, that's the same as the phenomenon that we saw on the ice shell around Europa. Is it that simple? Yeah, pretty much. So I was looking at Greenland for a totally different project on climate change impacts, but I happened to work with a colleague who's really focused on Europa. And we had this really serendipitous day where I saw a very weird-looking thing in my Greenland data, and he happened to be giving a presentation about these double ridges on Europa. And it was just like, wow, these things look exactly the same. What can this tell us? So what is it? It's, it's basically just ridges on the ice, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you looked at sort of a cross-section of one of these ridges, they look a bit like the capital letter M. You've got two peaks uh, with a trough in between them, and these are all over the surface of Europa. Okay, so what do we know about them down here on Earth, or what did you learn by studying them in the, the Greenland ice sheet? So what we learned from studying the Greenland ice sheet is that underneath this ridge, inside of the ice itself, there's actually a big pocket of water. And we think the way that this bridge is forming is that that pocket of water slowly refreezes over time. And because, you know, water expands when it refreezes into ice, that pressurizes the inside water. And eventually it can kind of explode upwards and actually push up the ridges at the surface from, from the force of that water. So the assumption is if that's what's happening and that's what formed it down here on Earth and they look exactly the same up on Jupiter, it's a reasonable assumption to say that's what happened there, right? Yeah, that's our hypothesis, that the same thing could be happening to form ridges on Europa. Um, so with this hypothesis, what, where do we go from here? I mean, um, does it really open the discussion about the possibility of life? I guess water is such a key component, right? Absolutely. So I think there's two interesting things here. You know, one is that when it comes to future study of Europa and the ability to sort of access parts of the ice shell or water inside of the ice shell to look for signs of life, right? We think the ice shell is maybe 20 to 30 kilometers thick. That's a pretty crazy wow. drilling project. Um, but if there's really common water inside of the ice shell, maybe in the top one to five kilometers, like we were suggesting in this paper, that's a bit easier to access to mm. look for some kind of, you know, signs of life in liquid water. And of course, the other piece is that from like a chemistry component, what we would really want for life is some kind of way to cycle chemicals between the surface and the subsurface ocean. And so if there's water inside the ice shell, it suggests there's also these kinds of transport pathways to move stuff up and down. I got you. Okay. And, and as luck would have it, there is actually a mission planned to go to Europa to investigate the ice shell, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, NASA's Europa Clipper mission coming up, um, which... I think is supposed to get there now in the, the early 2030s. And we're particularly excited because all of this 
analysis we did in Greenland was based on ice-penetrating radar images. And in fact, Europa Clipper will also be carrying an ice-penetrating radar, so we can look for similar kinds of signatures uh, when we start to get that data from Europa. Interesting. So I guess the last question is, when we're talking about the possibility of life, at this point, based on what we know and what we can compare, the answer is, yeah, possibly, right? I mean, that possibility does exist. Yeah, exactly. So Europa, of sort of the places we've looked in the solar system, has the most check marks in terms of the, the building blocks that we think you would need for life based on what we understand from Earth. But of course, there's a lot of interesting open scientific questions there that will require more data from Europa itself to answer. Very, very cool. Riley, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. You bet. That's Riley Kohlberg, who is uh, a geophysicist who studies the near-surface hydrology of ice sheets and glaciers and is the lead author on this this study to... um, uh, The moons around uh, Jupiter... Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.